Hi, and welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast, where we sit, eat, chat, and repeat. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong, and we are coming to you from Austin, Texas. The Lone Star Play Podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for local restaurants, stores, butchers, farmers markets, and more who are using organic, fresh, artisanal, and local sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. My favorite memory growing up was learning how to sing from my parents. I mean, my mom was always cooking in the kitchen, listening to like Linda Ronstadt, Patsy Cline. And, yeah. and then I'd ride in my dad's truck and he was listening to U2 and like Celine Dion randomly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, um, and so, you know, growing up in church too, I mean, my favorite memory is sitting on the back row of church because we were always the biggest family and the latest family and my dad would stand up to sing with the whole congregation like everyone else and i swear the only voice you could hear was steve anderson's like that was it he would just (laughs) and i would be so embarrassed i'd be like dad like you're singing so loud like can you just like blend in blend in with everyone and he's like i'm a great singer why would i like, I want to sing loud. You know, he's like, you got a voice, use it. Nice, nice. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Can you hear me okay? I hear you perfectly loud and clear. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with being loud. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been told that by my wife as well. So we're, uh, man, we're good. It's a tech- I mean, it is a Texas thing. I really do think it is. So I think you're right. Whatever. <laughs> so I <laughs> love that. So uh, yeah, Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where where exactly are you at um, during the pandemic? Where are you holding oh, down? Man. Well, so I just got engaged. So I'm like in, I'm in Georgia right now, hanging out got with it. my fiance. And uh, I've been kind of in between. We've been in between like Nashville and Georgia, kind of kind of doing that while we're building the house out in Nashville. But it's been fun. It's been oh, good. Oh, nice. Congratulations um, on the engagement, first of all. Thank um, you. I know. I'm so proud of myself. And <laughs> <laughs> what Were you thinking like, oh, I'll never... I'll never do this. Uh, I'll never get married. Were you one of those? Not or? even like I always, I you know, as a girl, I think it's just something you think about sure. sometimes. But then you know, I moved to Nashville when I was seventeen, and I just didn't think I'd ever find someone who was gonna like put up with me. So I, <laughs> you know, and frankly, when I met him, I was on tour. And I was just having a, let me tell you, Patrick, I was having the best time flirting, flirting with everybody. And I just really didn't think I was going to get engaged till I was like 30. But here I am two years later and I'm happy. He's a stud. He's That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Once you find him, don't let him go. Um, I'm married. Exactly. I'm ha- you know, I'm, I'm telling you, it's the best. Uh, my wife said the same thing. She thought she would never get married. And look what happened. You know, we're 10 years yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, so, congrats, man. That's awesome. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Well, look, continued success. That's awesome. So you're going to build a house there in Nashville. So what, what do you prefer? Like being in Georgia during the pandemic, Nashville, are there any, you know, pros and cons to, to, either? I mean, so I've got, I do 
I like his house. <laughs> like I've got, I've got my little place in Nashville. I've got a little condo there, and it's it's perfect for me. But then there's something about coming to like a real house, and you feel like you're with an actual grown up, and they have the nice pots and pans. Like I always tell him, I I can't cook at my little condo anymore because. I like using his pots and pans and his nice knives way. It's just different. It's tall. I mean, I'm still using target stuff from when I was like 18. <laughs> so he's got the nice, he's got the nice stuff here. So I, I like it here. <laughs> is he the, is he the cook in the family? Does he like to cook? But he's a, he's the griller. Like he's the, griller, yeah. he's the meats guy. And he, I will say, we both have a love for food. We both love food. But I'm definitely more the person where, like, six days a week, five days a week, I can eat the same thing, whatever gets the job done, whatever makes me feel good about myself. And that man needs, like, I mean, he is all about savory and taste and what tastes good, doesn't give a crap about what's in it just does it taste good so we're very different that way he, he's, he's the one who makes the uh chick-fil-a trips three four times a week and <laughs> gotta get that chick-fil-a in um that's yes, that's exactly good. that's good that they have it uh it, you know outside of texas uh, for the longest time it was just here right it was uh, in Dallas, more specifically, I think, right? Where yes, you grew up, you grew up in Dallas, Dallas, right? Well, I grew up, yeah, I grew up in Dallas. We had like, man, I don't know about, I love Austin, but you guys are still based in Austin, right? Yeah. Um, the one thing about, I feel like I grew up in such a big family that we didn't grow up doing like going through the fast food a lot, but once a week, actually probably like twice a month after church, we would go to Golden Corral. Yeah. And I don't know if you're familiar with Golden Corral. I don't know yes. if that's a Texas thing. It's probably not. Yes. But but um, that was like the <laughs> like, big whoa. thing. Yeah. That I was like, and I feel like when you don't grow up going out to eat a whole lot, you just like binge on the rolls and you're just like trying to eat all the good stuff that you can to yeah. last that's you hilarious. through the next month. So. We did that, and like you know, you know what a burger is. Oh yeah, close, dear and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Gone there many a two in the morning high school nights there <laughs> after after the football game. Absolutely, yeah, like, no, that's, that's the right. Place to go. Did you? Uh, I, I kind of grew up in the same area. I actually graduated from Colleyville Heritage. I'm older than you, but I grew up yeah. in that area as well. No, I grew uh, up in Southlake, so I yeah, know exactly I know where you are. Yeah, Southlake uh, very well, um, in fact. Yeah. Um, yeah so you probably. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say uh, you'd no, probably be surprised to know that my mom is not blonde and does not have fake boobs. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That is, that's Southlake. You just described it's Southlake, Southlake right? It yeah. is. It just, no, my mom was the woman chasing down the taco truck at least I twice a week. So I love it. My yeah. mom too. My mom's, uh, my mom's actually from Mexico city. So she would cook at home. You know, we just, yeah. Ate great, great at home. Uh, we, we really didn't go out, um, to eat. You don't need to. Yeah. You, you don't when need your to. Your mom can cook like that. We would go out to eat in Mexico a lot. Like when we, when we mm. would travel to Mexico when I was a kid and even as an adult, uh, 
always go out to eat. That's all I want to do is go out because they just eat differently. You know, it's like street food, right? It's It's better. Did you, so did you grow up in Mexico or you grew up like traveling there for family? Yeah. Going back at like the summers, basically I would, my brother, my brother and I both would be shipped off like the day after school would get out and we would come back like the day before school. Would, oh, would man. Come in. so we would be gone all summer um for the longest time till i was about like 14 or so and then you know it's like yeah. i got friends i can't right. i can't go all summer i've got jo- joni's you know birthday party in july i gotta totally. make that you know so stupid yeah really. I look man, back, think, de- oh my I'm god more, i'm jealous of that so you're you're all more mexican than i am <laughs> 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 I, my mom always makes like my my dad is totally like just gringo as they come like just white boy my, from Utah. my my dad too from st louis yeah. yep same they thing. just like those dark-skinned girls yeah. like, I don't, you know? <laughs> and then um my mom my mom is from juarez and like she grew yeah. up in el paso though so she yeah. she's i mean i think she's like half maybe so it makes me a quarter but the food though man we ate good yeah that woman can <laughs> cook her butt off like That's awesome. so i feel you there's nothing yes. like good mexican food i think when i first moved to nashville that's the thing i craved the most was just like authentic mexican they don't have food. it they they do it's just like it's not it's different cute. right like my friends were like, let's go get mexican they're like yeah let's go to chewy's i'm like that ain't mexican <laughs> man, that's, that's not, the real not mexican yeah no i mean it gets the job done sure sometimes, but. <laughs> sure, sure sure it's got chips and salsa and dips right and, and whatever yeah. but yeah it's it's not the same no no it's not the same that's no, so why i, I feel, i'm, I'm jealous that you you were able to go see like real mexican culture though i never i've never been Oh gosh. Yeah. You got to go. My parents just, um, immersed me in it. Um, thankfully, honestly, for, for a long time, I kind of rebelled against it. You know, kids can be, um, especially in Texas can be a little bit mean. So, um, you know, there there was, I don't know, I sort of rebelled against it a little bit, but yeah, in the end, of course it's, um, you know, you get to see another country grow. You just don't really think about it as a kid, you know, you're just like, well, I'm here and then I'm here and this yeah. is normal. This is normal. I thought every kid like, grew up like family. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought every kid was, you know, going off to a foreign country every summer. Like I thought that's what we yeah. all did. Um, I didn't think anything about it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Well, Abby, let's talk about you and let's talk about moving to Nashville because that's an interesting. Yeah. Um, I read some story. You like you graduated high school early and just like I'm going with it. You had a clear vision. Yeah for what you wanted with your life. And I'm curious, like at that age, most people do, do not have that, you know, that don't have a clear vision. So what led you to that? Like what, what made you say, I'm going to sing and I'm doing this. <laughs> oh man, I guess the, uh, the true honest answer is I'm a big old attention whore. And I just knew I wanted <laughs> to perform it. <laughs> no, but honestly, like I, again, like I grew up, I'm one of seven kids. Wow. And um, I grew up, all of our, all my sisters and I, we all had to do piano lessons when we turned five. And at first I hated those lessons. I hated Beethoven and all that stuff. But then my piano teacher one day taught me, he was like, okay, look, you learn one classical piece and you can write one. 
He's like, for every song you learn that you read, you can write your own. So I started writing music and then I'd make all my dad's uh, business people that walk in, listen to me. And I realized they were listening to me and I was like, Hey, I can do this. So I, from a young age, I always knew I wanted to be in front of people. I always knew I was an entertainer. I thought I wanted to be an actress for a minute, but then piano and music was just so natural. It just kind of fell out of me and it was no secret to my parents that I was going to move to Nashville one day. I was already like playing gigs throughout high school. Um, yeah. And then I actually started homeschooling so that I could travel more and practice every yeah. day. I mean, if that tells you how cool I am. <laughs> I just wanted to play piano all day. Um, and hilarious. so, yeah, so it's, it, it makes me laugh when people say, you graduated school early. Wow, you must be so smart. I'm like, it's not that hard to graduate homeschool. Like, okay. <laughs> You just come down to the kitchen in the morning. Exactly. Right? It's like, it's exactly. Not... let's just say I, I have a lot more, I'm much more proud of my street smarts than yeah. I am my book knowledge. Let's just say that. But <laughs> Did you get any like pushback from like friends at school or like, what are you doing or? Yeah, not, I really can't remember. I think, I mean, I, I was still very good at like, making sure I had a social life with my sure. friends throughout high school. And you know how big football is in Texas. So there are yeah. always football games and proms. And um, I really feel like I got the best, best of both worlds. I got to pursue what I wanted to do and do school on my own time. So I wouldn't interfere with, with what I wanted. So you got to go to prom and, and do all of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not missing that. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about prom when you're homeschooled is, you know, you're not um, you're not doing your school wrong by going to another boy's prom at another high school. So. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I, yeah. I know. I just, I, you know, you make friends everywhere you go, and I just wanted to go dance, so that's what I did. <laughs> I, I would, I would have thought like maybe prom for homeschooling would just be like in the backyard. It's just like I, mean, I was for sure just, the homecoming queen. Yeah, and the valedictorian, um, and the favorite student. Yeah, so it worked. It worked out for me. I loved it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you get so you move to Nashville, and you're like, yeah. okay, why why Nashville over like you know L.A. or maybe New L.A. York? Even? Like, oh, it's because country music. That's I just, it. I've always known, yeah, I mean, Texas country is so big sure. to the extent that, like, we even have our own genre of country music, that red dirt Texas country, and it's just naturally the way I wrote. I mean, I grew up listening to George Strait and, um, and like, Merle Haggard and everybody like that, and it's just what I wrote, and yeah. I knew that Nashville was the place, that's where you go to make great country music. So that's where yeah. I went. Hmm. So did you, you just started playing, you know, bars and wherever you could just, you know, get in and well, get Well, that's, that's what's funny is I'm, I'm 17 at the time, so I can't exactly get into bars. Yeah, that's and true. I didn't go to college. <laughs> I know. I didn't go to college either. And I, it's like I, the fact that my parents let me go was incredible because I had no <laughs> plan, like none. I was like, I'm going to Nashville. And they're like, okay, go. Okay. And I get in Nashville and I realize 
it took me moving to realize I don't know anybody here. What am I doing? <laughs> or um, even like people who go to college, you know, you make friends, you network, you know, people in the industry. So I got myself a fake ID so that I could get into bars to play. Yes. And it worked. And I just, I love and that. I told, I told the bouncers, I was like, if they knew it was fake, I'm like, I'm just here to play. Like you can yeah. watch me put X's on my hands. I don't have any interest in alcohol. Um, I just want to play music. So I did that for about a year and then got signed to Black River Entertainment and started doing the record deal thing. And it's been good. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's the dream, right? You're living. It is the dream. You're living the dream. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so you, when did you realize that you had this such like amazing, powerful voice i mean i know you started singing young did, did it just come out naturally well or did you really have to like work at it did you get vocal cord coaches like how did that work no i never did i never did lessons i think i mean singing in church yeah um uh, my sisters and i we grew up singing in church and i've also i mean you were saying earlier like you can hear me loud and clear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I really did learn that from singing in church and I got to hand it to my parents. Both of my parents are incredible uh, singers themselves. My favorite memory growing up was learning how to sing from my parents. I mean, my mom was always cooking in the kitchen, listening to like Linda Ronstadt and Patsy Cline. And, yeah. and then I'd ride in my dad's truck and he was listening to U2 and like Celine Dion randomly sometimes. <laughs> and, so, um, and so, you know, growing up in church too, I mean, my favorite memory is sitting on the back row of church because we were always the biggest family and the latest family and my dad would stand up to sing with the whole congregation like everyone else and i swear the only voice you could hear was steve anderson's like that was it he would just <laughs> and i would be so embarrassed i'd be like dad like you're singing so loud like can you just like blend in blend in with everyone and he's like i'm a great singer why would i like, I want to sing loud, you know, he's like, you got a voice, use it. And um, so I, that's definitely carried over uh, to, to my everyday life. Even I mean, me and my fiance will wake up in the morning and I'll be talking full volume. And he's like, it is so early. <laughs> I just whisper. And I think I'm talking like a normal person, you know, so that's, hilarious. That <laughs> that's is what so I learned to sing was definitely from my parents. They're beautiful singers. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have an amazing voice. It's unique. Thank it's you. it's got it's soul. I mean, you've heard that, I'm sure. It's just got this great <laughs> soul to it. Thank yeah. you. So, like with you know, everything happening right now, how has that affected as far as like getting new music out? You know, oh, obviously man. it's affected touring. Sure. Um, I mean, the honestly on the touring side, the live streams have been awesome. And people are kind enough to buy tickets to those and I'll get my full band and we'll do the live streams. And so that's been really fun. But yeah, as far as the new music thing, I haven't released a song since quarantine COVID hit. Um, so it's been, golly, I can't even remember when I released my last song. It was in February. <laughs> um, so I released a song called I'll Still Love You in, in February and Right now, I've been taking this time to just write my butt off because we got time. 
Yeah. I got all the time yeah. in the world to write and to record. Um, still in the studio recording. So that's been a really beautiful blessing in all this is before it was just like go, 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 write, record, release, write, record, release. Yeah. And then in the middle of that you're on tour and you're doing interviews and it's like this is the first time since I moved to Nashville really that I've been able to write and really think about really be picky about yeah. what I record and release. And frankly, it's, it's something I want to keep doing forever. I'm like, why wouldn't I be picky about what I release rather than Abs release absolutely. a song, just release a song, you know? So it's been, it's been awesome for me. I've enjoyed it. No, that's awesome. What, what about like the live streaming? Do you think you'll keep that going even if you start to, you know, tour again? Mm -hmm. Man, no, I don't think it's not the same as, seeing yeah. people in person of course it's of just course. it's just not like getting to meet the fans that are paying money to come to your show and you know give them a handshake and hug them who knows if hugs will be a thing after this but right you know, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah but i mean i do miss the live shows i miss touring so much but it will it will happen again i mean who knows what kind of what life will be like after this but yeah. yeah. You had a great um, tour last year, right? You went on tour with Rob Thomas. Yes. Amazing. Oh my gosh. And he's the man. He is so much fun. He is the man. <laughs> like, I mean, he who is. didn't grow up on, on his music, right? Like, well, me, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I joked with Rob all the time because I was like, I was like, why the heck? Do you? I mean, I'm so glad you have me on tour with you, but you do realize, like, I, I'm 23, like, I'm, I didn't know who the heck you were, and then of course you listen to his songs and you're like, he's everywhere, you know? It's oh just God! One for he's literally everywhere. It's one of those things for me to be like, oh, that's Rob Thomas. Like, yeah, yes. I know Smooth. <laughs> Yeah, for a, for a while yeah. there, literally, Rob Thomas was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. literally, he was everywhere there for a while. Everybody was collaborating with him. I've always Definitely. loved him and respected him, and I think he's amazing. And uh, to stick around so long in music is a tough thing, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, no, and so, he's, yeah. No, and he's a class act. So it That's was awesome. A, he's just a legend. It was awesome watching him every night and learning from him and just to meet an artist as big as he is and for him to just take the time to like mentor me and even watch my show every night. That man would stand on side stage and watch my same little 30 minute set every single night before wow. he went on. Just wow. that's never happened to me before ever. So he's, awesome. I love that man. He's the best. Do you think there was some sort of like piano connection? You know, I mean, make, I don't know, maybe I, I sing. I mean, when I perform, it's hard for me to stay behind the piano for too long. So I just like <laughs> got to go dance or something. Um, but I think there was like, I would like to think there was some kind of musicians. Connection. That's what I thought. I mean, I thought, you know? okay, he's a, he's famously a great, you know, pianist and obviously you play and piano. So I thought, That's yeah. And guitar. Thing. I mean, just yeah. everything, right. Producing, right. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey. So what, what was the idea to maybe go out this summer again with him or? I mean, the summer, well, I was supposed to finish a, I was on tour in Europe 
um, when all of this stuff happened. So that was supposed to be for like a good month. And then this summer it was festival dates and yeah. you know those radio show dates and just we were busy this summer. So that, that's a bummer that like, all got canceled. But there is a silver lining in everything. And I really think because of this, um, I really think my music's going to be better because of it. And it's kind of gotten me back to the core of um, the music I wrote when I first moved to Nashville and kind of back to that soulfulness that you lose that sometimes when you get busy, busy and start writing what you think people want to hear from you. Yeah, so. that's a great point. So you feel like before it was more personal, more intimate, and you were really just putting out things from yourself and uh yeah i mean yeah, after a while you start well you play you start putting music out and realizing like i need a hit i need a hit i need a hit you know and they're and, not easy to write yeah. right like everyone right. always thinks oh just look at that that song right it's i've heard a million times on the radio. god those are so easy to write it's like th those are the hardest no. songs to put together <laughs> well in my i think where i got a little lost there for a second is i thought that writing a hit meant um sacrificing what i do naturally and uh, it doesn't got it you. doesn't if anything right. i learned from if anything lean into it from, exactly what i learned from rob is like stop trying to write a hit just write and if the people like it they like it and if they don't write another song you know and one day you're gonna find that that gold nugget that resonates with people for some reason or another and so that's been the beautiful thing in all this. I think for a minute there, and I signed my record deal when I was 20 years old, and I just, you know, you have stars in your eyes, and you're like, you get into the studio, and you just want to write that pop, like, thing that everybody else is doing. And uh, this has taken me, honestly, back to my roots and caused me to be really honest with myself. And it's been, gosh, it just feels freeing. That's <laughs> it feels awesome. so freeing. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I would imagine that, you know, the one good thing about, you know, well, good thing, I even hate to use that word during this time, but, you no. know, a a every artist's, you know, shows have been canceled. So it's not like just your shows got canceled, right? So everyone's right. on the same page as far as that goes. So it affecting you negatively really just depends on you and how you let it affect your career, oh, totally. really, right? Like what people totally. do during this time is really going to come through later on, you know, if yeah. people are working hard on their craft and doing their thing, you know, and like you're, you're, you're sort of recentering yourself and yeah. getting back to, yeah, I think that's awesome. I love, I love that word recentering. That's, that's exactly what it feels like. Kind of like realigning myself with my values and my actual purpose rather than, you know, those charts I want to be on or just sure. like take me back to, okay, what's the purpose? sure charts are cool and having lots of awards is cool i want that sure i want that but at the end of the day like let's focus on the purpose and i think when you focus on that all the accolades and all the little victories naturally follow the bigger that, the bigger it. picture that's it yeah. like look i'm a I'm a chef, so I've I owned a, a place here in Austin for a long time. Yeah. And I just, just closed it last year. And, 
you know, th- when it comes to cooking, like you kind of get drawn into the same thing where you got want to give people what they want when they come to see, you know, when they come to eat at your place. But, yeah. you know, what, what I've learned from great chefs, just like you've learned from great musicians, is the same thing I was taught. What, don't do that. Don't give them. Right. Don't don't try to force it. Mm-hmm. It's never going to work. You'll never you're never going to give them your best you if you do that. Mm-hmm. So give your best you then people will come for that food, you know? And oh, you I just, love that. You know, it worked. Yeah. It, it absolutely worked. And, you, you know, you, you're, you're less stressed. All your passion go and your energy goes into the art. Right now yeah. I'm creating this amazing food that people want to eat. And I'm not trying. I'm just making something that I'm inspired by. And hopefully other people will want to join in on it. And oh, it, really, so it really does work. I love, man, if only school was taught in food analogies, I would have like <laughs> done so much better. I'm like, food, I understand. I can, I can understand food. That's so, hilarious. That's beautiful, Patrick. I love that. That's Thanks awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We we ana- we use a lot of food analogies on the podcast. It's um, It just comes up. Honestly, I can't well, take sure, credit. yeah. I've heard other musicians say it to me, you know, it just like yeah. um, they compare it to cooking, like writing a song is like coming up with a dish. And, well, and when it's you so start, creative. it is true, right? It's all so creative. Yeah. 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 So I bet, yeah. I bet you, maybe you've had the, I know I have those moments where your creativity um, kind of is a, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but kind of gets to you in a negative way sometimes. And <laughs> and that sometimes I wish I was just like a normal person and wasn't so emotional all the freaking time. And like <laughs> not not everything needs to be a song, Abby. Like just you That's know it's just, it's just in you. And my <laughs> poor fiance is like, not everything needs to be what's the meaning of life and <laughs> Sure, sure. No, not but you know, <laughs> you're an artist you think deep about I things you. yeah i yeah. get it and it's even, a curse even, um, man, i have this question because i get this question a lot is like for me people ask me because you're an artist like does going to concerts kind of are you analyzing the concert so like when you go to other restaurants are you analyzing the food or can you just enjoy it if it's really really good i can just sit and enjoy it I yeah can. Yeah, it, took t- it took time. It took time. Though, I'm not going to lie. I think mm-hmm. at the beginning, at the beginning, you almost like feel pressured or even want to show off like, oh, uh, I know about these things. So so you're like worried about everything. But, you know, once you're I've been in the restaurant industry almost 20 years, once you've done it long enough, you just you just want to go. Yes, you just want to go yeah. enjoy what this person is offering me. And I don't want to work right now. I just want to. Exactly. enjoy this meal or if i go out to eat with people they're looking at me like you know what's what's that yeah yeah what do you do just order whatever (laughs) you want like yeah just enjoy it just get whatever you want um absolutely yeah Yeah, so what is that so can you you do go to concerts and you can just have fun oh for sure yeah like just to be able i mean there's always the nerd in me that just wants to learn and like i'm sure I'm checking out a about, mic oh, or something or right. you know and something I, like that I'm yeah like, oh man I, that's so cool like i want to do that in my life show or, or picking up on like what artists say during their sets in between yeah. the songs and okay, how yeah. they engage the crowd it's hard not to look at that and want to steal the the genius 
out of their concerts rather than me go create mediocrity. <laughs> I'd much rather, <laughs> I'd much rather copy funny. someone's genius and that and, and do what they did because it's working and it's yeah. works for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like you like, like that. There's still the little girl in me that goes to concerts and is just like, Oh my gosh. I think that's great. Right. You'll always be a fan. You're a fan first. For sure. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, that's the reason I wanted to do music. It's cause I was always a fan. So yeah. yeah. Where do you, you know, this is, might be a crazy question. Um, and I'm kind of jumping ahead, but where do you see yourself in 10 years? As oh, you know, selling out arenas and yeah, and uh, accepting my Grammys and all that <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> I love the car. You got to see the goal, right? I mean, that's yeah, you do. And I've I've always been. Who knows if anything that you know, COVID's taught me is I had a lot of goals for myself this year. I had a lot of goals for myself last year and the year before that. And probably I maybe accomplished, I don't know, four out of the 10 goals I set for myself. And I've also accomplished so many things that I would have never thought to set a goal for myself in. Yeah. And so if, if anything that Corona's taught me in this time is like, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We, it, you really don't. I think you can hope for the best. Sure. want it wish for it but at some point you gotta let go yeah. at some point it's either yours or it isn't and you gotta roll with the punches and and if you really want it you'll keep pursuing it and you know i think everything kind of works out for for people who who allow the light in if that makes sense rather than my mom always gave me this analogy she's like you're like a it's like being a horse with blinders on. If you're focusing on one thing for that only one thing, how can you see all the other amazing things happening around you that could have been yours? Wow. And so I, I love that analogy, right? It's like, that's yeah. Focus that's on it. your blessings and see all the other good things that are happening to you rather than that one thing that maybe didn't work out. I think that's great advice. Like a fish in a fishbowl, right? There's more to, there's more to it. You more know? to it. There's a yeah. whole ocean out there. <laughs> that's right. There's a whole ocean out there. I mean, I think that's a, I think it's a great way to look at it. Like you said, you made, you said you completed four of the ten goals. Well, what if you'd only set three goals? All right, you wouldn't have okay. completed four. Well, you'd right. only done four. So my motto has always been, you know, set your goals and standards the most you can because you'll get the furthest you'll ever go right you you should never complete your goals or even reach no. your standards because they should and be they so change. far ahead and they change that's another yeah thing. they change like i've i've learned that like the what i was saying earlier my purpose has always stayed the same yeah you know but the but the road there the means to the end is constantly changing because our yeah. world is constantly changing, you know? I mean, look at us. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, for yeah. real. Like, the restaurant business has totally changed. Oh, gosh. It's, um, it's, I don't think I'll go back into it. I mean, I just don't really? see. Yeah, I don't see. It would have to be an unbelievable opportunity or who knows. I mean, I'm saying that now, yeah. but maybe five years from now some something else you know pops up i yeah. mean at this point i would 
do like a partner consulting thing. Like that's it. I, mm -hmm. I don't want to run a restaurant anymore. I mean, those days are yeah. beyond done, done. I don't want to do it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's so, so when I open my tamale truck in Nashville, you can come be a consultant. <laughs> oh my me. gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and a taste tester. Because uh, you're gonna oh, need one yeah. of those, you know. No, I'm telling you, Patrick, we, you could do some real authentic Mexican food. You, me, and my mom, we would. <laughs> Let's put it together, man. Tamale, you said you had me at tamales, you know. Like... Tamales, Jack, and some real salsa. And... Oh yeah. Bring yeah. the real deal there to Nashville. Exactly. Uh, right? Exactly. It's not, it's not there. Yeah, that's that is kind of crazy. I did talk. Who else did I speak to? Uh, Casey James. I don't know if you know who oh, that is. Oh, I know is. Casey. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke to him. He, I think, I'm pretty sure he said the same thing to me about Nashville mm -hmm. that he couldn't get good Mexican food. And obviously, he yeah. couldn't even get good Tex Mex. I mean, right. You know, course, oh, uh, Tex. There. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's something he missed um, as well. From, Man, from Nashville has great food, though. Like, they yes. Are, Nashville's a great city. I love Nashville. It's I awesome. mean, it's awesome. Yeah, Nashville's but We need some dang Mexican. We need some real, real, real Mexican food out there for There's sure. There's good, uh, you know, they've got good just Southern comfort. And, and to be honest oh with you, Oh, my gosh, it, yeah. It does have good barbecue. It's not the really same as good. Texas, but it's just different. It's just different. Yeah, it's, it's like different. Not, not better or worse. It's just totally it's different, different style. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's, well, I'm, with, it's I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. But it is good. <laughs> it, is, it is good. Barbecue is just Ask like my pants. Gimme. <laughs> I'll still eat it. <laughs> Has it been hard during the pandemic to like keep on track and like Oh my gosh. Right, I right. Tragic. I got home from tour and like within two months of being off tour. Granted. I was off. I was on tour in Europe, so I was drinking and eating everything. Cause you gotta experience it, right? Yeah, it's Europe. So I just, I just call that like my social, my social weight, my social love. Girls gotta live. And then when I got home, and I always do this when I'm off tour. I'm like, I got my tour life, and I got my home life. And when I'm home, it's kind of like get down to business and let's take care of yourself again. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't, I could not bring myself. Oh, sorry. Oh, please, fine. I put my I put my phone on do not disturb. Somehow people still call me. So sorry. <laughs> um, I seriously got home and I just I sat on the couch and I was watching because I thought this was gonna last for like a few weeks, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And then month three rolled around. I couldn't put my jeans on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's time. It's time. They fit now. Thank goodness. But, they fit now. That but is man, hilarious. But it was honestly, it was, I enjoyed it so much to just not really care for a minute. Yes. It's good for yes. the mental health. It's good for the brain and the soul. And yes. Man, I had a great time. Yes. Look, my my neighbor uh, across the street, his his nickname is Country. That's what I, that's what he calls himself. <laughs> old, old Country. He uh, hangs out on the corner of his house like constantly. Like you walk outside my house, there he is on the corner, just yeah. country, sitting in a chair, drinking a beer. You know, that's what he does. Anyway, 
he has he's been terrorizing me the last couple of weeks. Every time I walk out, making making jokes about my my quarantine belly. Yeah, he just keeps telling me, you know, oh, pa hey Patrick, hey Patrick, <laughs> yeah, you, you got. It looks like you're putting on a few pounds over there. You got, yeah, you got a nice like, keg, nice keg going yeah, on. Yeah, constantly. I mean, every time Dad I walk in, out, Patrick, that bothers like, so in right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you if you is happy, no one can bring you down if you're happy. So, my I stomach shows on. it says I'm happy. I mean, it you shows. are very, you're I'm probably happy. very yeah. happy. So I say keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny people are miserable. So. Man, I'll tell you what, like, I love to eat. What's wrong with that? I mean, you know, I love food. I love eating. And I love, like your like your fiance, I love grilling yeah. uh, too. Oh, Except man, I, he, I don't use a real grill though. He, he, what know, do you, um, what do you use? I use a fire pit. I'm weird. I mean, I'm Ooh, weird. So I just grill. I do like, old, you know, camping style, like still, even oh in my, my own backyard. I just like. I mean, it's complicated. I get into it, but I can control smoke and the flame, Dang. the heat differently. And I just like the that rawness like of the it. Sounds like the real deal. It, I mean, I just like the realness of a little fire pit that I have in a bucket and then I cook on it or in it or I just wrap shit up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just really, uh, yeah. some of my chef friends would probably be like, what the hell are you doing? What oh, is man. No, but the other gonna... ones are like, yes, right? It's like, yes, yes. I'll tell you, he appreciates that. <laughs> I swear, all he looks like when he goes to bed, he'll watch, you know, a couple episodes or whatever, goes to bed and is scrolling on his phone. I swear, the only accounts he follows is like men making meat. That is it. <laughs> it's like grilling, that, like all the different, and he's such a details guy that he's, yeah. Like, Oh, he used the FP21 Traeger Gill. I don't know, whatever, and like yeah. cook it to a certain time. He takes a lot of pride in that. And he's a great cook. Like, I mean, it cooking. matters. He's it, right. It does. He's yeah. right. Like, those details matter. It's about aerodynamics, the way you trim the meat. It's about the smoke. The he's flame. exactly like you. Yep. Yes. That's, uh, that yep. I actually worked very, you could tell, you can tell him, uh, I worked very briefly with Aaron Franklin here in Austin. Oh, and, nice. Uh, you know, he taught me how to cut brisket and, uh, you know, just lots of different things um, that wow. I learned from working in his pit room, um, for sure. That opened my eyes uh, to things I just, just didn't even think about, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, yeah, they take, wow. it very, they, gotta take, they take it very seriously. Well, especially but, in Texas. I just can't imagine, <laughs> like, learning like that. Learning that would be fascinating. The, the first time I did it... Um, he was right behind me and I cut this brisket and he just looked at me. And he said, don't ever do it like that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. You're just like wrong. And I was like, uh, okay. Yes, chef. Like, uh, no problem. <laughs> uh, got that. Man. Yeah. I would, didn't know. Yeah. You learn, learn fast know. that way. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a right way to do it. Apparently I did. I just thought I'm just going to cut this like any yeah. I cut. Uh, no, there's a, there's a perfect way to cut the brisket to where it doesn't, wow bruise the meat and whatever see so. i didn't know that wow. yeah yeah there's 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 a whole science um to cooking to be honest with you it is quite fascinating um if you get into it but for the you know for the most part most people they're just cooking at home they don't need to know any of that stuff right you know you just need to 
the best thing I advice I give people of when they say, well, I don't cook very much at home. You know, it, it just yeah. it takes takes too much time. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the here's the real thing of why you don't cook very much at home is because you don't have your kitchen organized to cook. Right. So, like you, it's not enjoyable. Well, you've got just things everywhere. You've got things everywhere. It doesn't make sense. Like, I'm going to grab this here and grab this here. If you walk into a kitchen at a restaurant, you'll notice what is a term they use called mise en place. It just means everything in its place. And the mise en place will be perfect. Everything will be so you can cook, right? I got my oil here. That's awesome. So if you set up your kitchen at home like that to where I can easily cook and clean quickly, you'll cook all the time. Oh, I love that. You, you'll you'll do it all the time because it's just set up easily, right? Your spatula. You don't need a bunch of nonsense. I'll say no. that right now. You just need a knife, cutting board, a good saute pan. I, I can't, uh, honestly, it's some tongs. Some tongs. That's yeah. it. And a yeah. towel and maybe That's some it. good music uh, I'm with while you, you cook, I'm right? I'm so like, with you. I think it's always funny when I ask my um, my mom for or any like family recipe, and I'll text her. I'll be like, "Hey, how'd you make the like chicken mole from what?" She's just like, "Oh, so good," and she'll text me and she'll just list the ingredients in like the instructions, but no measurements. She just hates measurements. It, and um, I'm like, I don't well, do that either. I don't do measurements. I know. I'm like, how much of each? She's like, just, she's like, I don't know. Just figure it out. <laughs> like, just taste it. She's like, just cook it. Just, what do you mean? What measurement? And so I had to do the same thing on Friday. I'm like filming this little segment for this cooking bit I'm doing with the Grand Ole Opry. And I sent in my recipe, our family recipe for chicken tinga. And um the same thing happened they were like well they were getting the ingredients right and they're like how much of each and i'm like i don't know (laughs) i'm like you just do a little dash here it's like telling instructions in the country like when you see the tree on the left turn right yeah same thing in the kitchen it's like when it tastes too salty add more water i don't like (laughs) that's why i cook and don't bake Right. Because oh, I hate baking. Baking is all about measurements you and have science. To read the instructions. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't bake either. I, I in yeah. fact I made some bread last night. My wife will tell you it was hard as a rock. I mean we were joking. <laughs> we were joking with it. Like we were throwing it around, like, look how hard this I mean, like I just handed it to her. I said, Feel the weight of it. Oh like, oh my god, what is this? I said, I'm not oh I, don't, well, I don't do it. This is why I don't do it, you know. I'm it, with you, man. Cooking all the way. It is yes. so much fun. Yes, yes, cooking all the way. Well, look, <laughs> Abby, I've I've had an absolute blast, um, you know, chatting with you today. Um, Me this, too. Uh, yeah, this has been awesome. Um, you have such great energy. I'm so looking forward to any new music, you know, that you got coming out. And obviously, hopefully, everything sort of clears up with this. You'll be able to get back out on the road because uh, I know yeah. you missed that. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate your time and. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the tamale truck, man. <laughs> there we go. Absolutely. You know where to find me. Um, you know, so yeah, the tamale. You got to come up with a name. The na- it's all in the name. Um, it is. Look, Abby, before we go, just let people know how they can connect with you on social oh, yeah. media or online. Yeah, on Instagram. You can follow me and laugh at me at Abby Anderson Music. Um, I'm on the Twitter, Abby A underscore music and Facebook. Say everything's Abby Anderson music. 
That's how you find me. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Abby. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, yeah, be safe out there. You too, mister. All right. Have a good one, Patrick. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you have any questions for me, please feel free to email the podcast at patrick at texasrealfood.com. And don't forget, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, all the different places you can get podcasts. You'll you'll find us on there. Or you can just go to our website, go to the Lone Star Plate. Com. And you can check us out on YouTube if you want to watch it. You know, we video these, now, you know, on a little webcam here and go to the Texas Real Food YouTube channel and you can find it there. Make sure to follow uh, Texas Real Food as well on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe. Um, and if you, you know, are so inclined, please leave us a review anywhere you can. You know, follow us on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, that would really help us out. Thanks again for listening. Really do appreciate it. Um, without you guys, we will, you know, what's the point of doing this? So, If you have any suggestions on how we can make the show better, please let us know. Thanks again. Be safe out there. Wash your hands.